Emily Abadi coming in hot. That felt unnatural. Here I am. <laughs> I'm here to grace your feeds with a little rambling thoughts and wisdom for you to take into your weekend. I today recorded my sixth hurdle episode of the week. It has been an insane week. I am working to kind of get my ducks in a row before heading out of town next week. And so that meant getting a leg up on all the work that I had on deck. Also having the opportunity to interview some really awesome people. So one of the people that I sat down with, you're going to be hearing from her on Monday. Her name is Brooke Wells. If you don't know Brooke, she is a CrossFitter. She came in fifth at the CrossFit Games last week. I've been wanting to chat with Brooke forever and was so excited that we were finally able to make this happen. And something that I really took away and was really just enamored by from our conversation was the fact that for the first six years of Brooke competing professionally, CrossFit being her profession, she did it alone and that she trained alone. She worked remotely with a coach, but she found that next level of intrinsic motivation to get up every day and not just do hard things. I mean, hard sometimes for me is like walking to the mailbox downstairs. Brooke was out there like slamming PRs, lifting heavy barbells overhead, putting in the work with so much grit and so much determination and showing up to train completely on her own. And it made me think, right? It made me think about how many times we choose to do things on our own because we don't know perhaps any better or perhaps we're scared of change. For the first, gosh, handful of years, maybe six to eight years of running, I was scared, very much so scared to run with other people. I was scared that I wasn't good enough, that I wouldn't be fast enough, that I would slow them down, that I was going to be an inconvenience. Like, name the worry. And I definitely had it. And so instead of opening myself up to community, I did it on my own. And as I'm sure Brooke can attest to, it definitely had its challenges. The good thing is when you have a goal and you know why that goal is important to you, then that makes doing things on your own feel a little more like part of your purpose. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Each and every day is going to feel effortless. And I'm sure that there were so many times on that journey for her where it could have been really easy to walk away without consistent accountability and support. Not to say, of course, that she didn't have those things within her coach from a distance and her local friends and family, but still, it's challenging. And it's a lesson that I myself have learned over the last few years as I've opened myself up more to running with others and scrapping those stories that I was telling myself, knowing that as long as you have a body, you are a runner and there is a community out there that is going to accept me. Anyway, like I said, I'm so impressed with Brooke. Now she is the fifth fittest on earth according to CrossFit. And she got there because she was willing to put in that work and was able to define why this was important to her, why she wanted to keep showing up day in and day out. And so this week, I want to encourage you to think about the things that are important to you in your life and maybe on the goals front, 
take some time to write down the why. So think about what some of your goals are, what some of your aspirations may be, and take some time to write down the why. Because when the going gets tough, regardless of whether you're going at it alone or lucky enough to go at it with the company of friends or peers, going back to that why is always going to bring you motivation to keep on keeping on and show up when the going gets tough. And now a listener question. Good morning, Emily. This is Monica from Houston. I want to ask you if you, for some reason, somebody tells you that you only have 24 hours, what will you do in those 24 hours? Like give us a hint of like most of the day, like work out, what product you're going to go eat, what else you're going to do if you have to travel, just 24 hours that you have left. What are you going or planning? You know, I feel as though a variation of this question has come in before. And I love like in my soul, I love that when I think about answering it, it really does just riff on what a quote unquote normal day is for me. And that I don't immediately think that I want to be in Italy, although that would be nice. I think about the things that would bring me so much contentment in my everyday life to have the perfect day. I feel so blessed that I get to do what I love by talking to people on a regular basis and helping others and living in this place in Brooklyn that I love. And so when I think of that idyllic day, it would start in the morning with me waking up next to my partner who I am in a happily committed and great relationship with the someone who I feel comfortable with to be my entire self and supports me just like I'm excited to support them. I would then go out for a run, probably on my own, because that's where I do some of my best thinking. And maybe along that run, I would run into two or three friends and we would finish the run together and, of course, eat a croissant. (laughs) Then I would grab a nice coffee and come home and get ready for my day. And on my ideal day, COVID is a non thing. And I have about two different sessions in the studio with some of my dream guests. Let's say Ashley Graham, who I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to have the good opportunity, fortune. Literally, this is something I've manifested forever to speak with on stage next month at the Bold Conference in Los Angeles. I'll put the link to that in the show notes in case you want to come out and support. Uh, So let's say Ashley Graham and Venus Williams. I really, really want to sit down with Venus Williams. And so we do that in my studio. And I then am able to outsource some of the work that doesn't excite me as much, including editing (laughs) those episodes. I have a delightful lunch down around the corner at one of my favorite small Italian restaurants, perhaps a summer squash salad. When I'm done there, I have a massage and a session at an infrared sauna. I bop home. I shower. I meet my partner because he lives with me. (laughs) And we grab a happy hour drink. My drink would either probably be a martini with extra olives, dirty vodka, or an old-fashioned. 
or maybe just bourbon on the rocks. I'm really big on Four Roses with an orange peel. (laughs) And then uh, he goes to meet up with some friends and I go to meet up with some girlfriends. And we have a really, really great dinner at one of my favorite restaurants, Bar Premie on the Bowery in Manhattan. I don't even have to order an Uber to come back home when we are full of Bucatini and red wine because I have a car service in my dream day. (laughs) And the car brings me home and maybe we enjoy a glass of wine or at this point might be time to switch to seltzer (laughs) on the roof and wind down at the end of a really great day. And that's it. It's not a, it's not super different than what I'm already doing. It definitely has some aspirational highlights, but they're, uh, they're things that I'm working toward and mark my words. It's happening. All right. Make sure you're following along with hurdle over on social. It's at hurdle podcast. I'm over at Emily body. I would love, love, love to hear about your ideal day. Feel free to talk to me about it over on Instagram. Tag the show, tag me. And as always, if you have a listener question, I'm all ears. The link to send me one is in the show notes. I'm not sure if my day was a little too boring, but (laughs) it makes me happy. All right, all right. That's it. Happy Friday, y'all. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.